0: Grace and peace to you from God, our Father, and from Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen. As a church, we are headed on to a really exciting direction. Over the past uh, year, I've really gotten to see, uh, get to know Royal Redeemer. I've got to uh, meet a lot of you guys, and uh, as I've done so, I've I've really started to realize that this church is a really unique and special place. All of us come from uh, dozens of different communities, different towns, different uh, different cities. We all have uh, we all have unique journeys and stories. But when we gather here together, we gather as one church, as one body. Though we come from different paths, from different backgrounds, we are bound together by a truly unique bond found only in Jesus Christ. This is who we are. That's why we're called on a mission to be uh, to exchange our everyday lives for contagious Christian community that is who we are that is what god has called us to do here and this may seem strange we may wonder why we would want to do such a thing but i'll just reiterate what pastor zardi said 2 weeks ago and what uh, pastor tim said last week that we do this because it's worth it because it's worth it it's worth it because we have a love worth demonstrating that's what pastor zardi talked about 2 weeks ago That our God loves us so much that he sent his very own son to die for us so that we could be with him forever. And that our God doesn't just do this to us, but he invites us in to share this love with others. That we are called to work in his uh, work, his will and be a part of his mission in our community. That's who we are. We have a love worth demonstrating. But not only that, we do it because we have a journey worth taking that this This love that God has bestowed onto us, the grace that He has given to us, it's not just something that happens once, but something that is a part of our life forever. It's a journey worth taking. It's a path where we we continue to grow in faith when we continue to grow in the love of Christ. Of course, we wouldn't know of God's grace. We wouldn't know of His love unless He would reveal, He revealed that to us. And he did this through his word. So that's what I want to focus on today. That's what I want to spend some time reflecting on today. That we were brought into this Christian community because God revealed to us a truth worth holding. That is his word. God's word, it's it's a truth that runs against the grain of all uh, conventional wisdom. Where the conventional wisdom of the world tells us that in order to have true peace, True happiness, to have fulfillment, we must have, uh, we must achieve self-actualization. That we must turn inward. That in order to uh, achieve success, we must be the ones to do the work. But God's truth, the truth that He gives to us, contradicts us almost completely by saying that in order to achieve true peace, true happiness, true fulfillment, We don't look inside ourselves. We don't seek self-actualization. Instead, we look to God who has poured out his love, poured out his grace onto us generously through his son. And he does this not because we're worthy, not because we deserve it, not because we're somehow special or better than anyone else. But he does this because we are loved by Jesus Christ. This is where our identity lies. This is where our hope is found. And this is the truth that God has revealed to us in his word. Now, when we speak of God's word, we speak of it. uh, Oftentimes we talk about it as scripture, as the Bible, saying that that is what God's word is. And it's true. That book that's on so many shelves is it's not just a collection of words. It's not just some dusty old uh, stories and and, and fables, but it is God's word. It's true. It is live and is powerful. And this isn't some new revelation. This is something that the people who first wrote it knew. In fact, that's why the author of Hebrews said that God's word is alive and active. He writes in Hebrews chapter four, for the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and spirit of joint and marrow and discerning the (laughs) thoughts and intentions of the heart. God's word is powerful. It's so powerful that it creates faith in our hearts. When God's word is spoken, his Holy Spirit is there. We see this so often. At Royal Redeemer, we are are blessed uh, to see so many baptisms. It seems like it happens every other weekend here where we have baptisms. And the baptism, it's not just water being poured out on somebody. It's not just some symbol, but it is bringing faith into the hearts of a new brother and sister in Christ. And it does this by speaking the word. By the water being mixed in and with the word and with the Holy Spirit. And through that word, faith is created in the heart of a new believer. But it's not just in the sacraments. It's not just in baptism that God does this. Anytime that the word is spoken, the Holy Spirit is working. is working faith into the, into the lives of the hearers. We see this in scripture all the time. In fact, in the New Testament, every single person, it seems that Jesus interacts with, is confronted with this. And sometimes when Jesus uh, Jesus sits down with people that we would... We wouldn't even consider talking to that we wouldn't really want our children to be around. People who are murderers, who are thieves, who leave, who live scandalous, scandalous lives. And yet when the word is spoken, the faith is worked. People like Matthew, the tax collector, or Paul, who was a persecutor and a murderer of the church, or the woman at the well, Who lived a scandalous life. These people who really seemed to have no hope, Jesus came into into their lives, spoke His Word, and transformed them. That is what God's Word does. It transforms us, it gives us faith. It transforms us because God's Word brings us forgiveness of sins. Matthew the tax collector uh, most likely was a thief. Tax collectors of their time they were notorious for taking mo- more money than what they what they needed, what the government needed, and they would keep it for themselves. And yet Jesus came to him, spoke his word, called him in as a as a as one of his apostles, and transformed him into a leader of the church. Matthew, along with the other 12, uh, 12 disciples. Became the leaders and the founders of the church. All because God's word spoke faith into their hearts and brought forgiveness of sins. Similarly with Paul, who was formerly named Saul, who hated the church so much that he oversaw the persecution, he oversaw the murders of countless Christians. And yet when Jesus came to him on the road to Damascus and spoke his word, he was transformed. And made into one of the greatest evangelists that this church has ever seen. Transforming the lives of Christians from modern day Turkey to Rome. And according to church tradition all the way to Spain. That's the power of God's word. And the woman at the well. Who Jesus sits down with. When he speaks his word she is transformed. She is transformed from Somebody who was an outcast because of her lifestyle. And to somebody who transformed her her community. We're told in John that when she went back to her town, many were converted because of her testimony. This is the power of God's word. And it's because of forgiveness of sins. All of us have passed. All of us have done things that we do not, uh, that we rather forget about. And the power of God's word enables us, it eradicates our guilt and enables us to uh, to move past that. Allows us to not be defined by what we've done, what we've said, how we've lived our lives in our past. But instead, it defines us by what Christ has done for us. That is the power of God's word. It transforms us into the very children of God. Of course, like I said before, this isn't something that just happens. It's not just a one and done deal. But it's a transformation that takes uh, that takes place over a lifetime. That's because uh, God's word, it strengthens our faith. It's a process. As we hear God's word, as we learn who he is. We begin to Change. We begin to grow in our faith. We begin to start seeing things the way that God intended us to see him as we are brought into his will. And as that happens, God's word illuminates our eyes and our minds. As we begin to learn who God is, that he is not only the creator, but he is a God who deeply loves us. Who cares for us so much that even though we were sinners, even though we were rebels against him. He sent His very own Son to bring us back, to take our place, so that we could receive His perfection, His identity. This is who our God is. We learn about who we are, that though we, were st- though we were rebels, though we had no hope, God sent us His grace so that we may have hope, so that we can become His children, that our identities would be found in what Christ has done, in His perfect work on the cross. And as this happens, we are transformed. Again, Paul knew about this. Paul was a really wise guy, which is why he wrote to Timothy saying, all scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction and for training and righteousness that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. As we grow in this community, as we grow in the body of Christ, we learn who our God is and we learn what his will is for us. We are taught this. We are shown God's path for our lives. And as this happens, we begin to see areas of our lives that don't really line up with God's will. And in those moments, God's word, it rebukes us, it reproofs us. And it corrects us. It pulls us out of any ditch that we may try to drive ourselves into. But most of all, it trains us in righteousness. It leads us to lead lives that reflect God's will. It leads us in lives that allow us to reflect God's will so that we can be a light to others. All of these things that God's word does for us. The power of God's truth. All of it is possible because of the greatest thing that it does. And that is that it brings us hope. It shows us who our Savior is. Our hope is not found within ourselves. But in the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. That that day when he went to Calvary and died on the cross. He, win, he won victory over sin, death, and the devil. And he brought us into God's family. And by doing so, he brought us hope. That even though we may fail, we may stumble, even though we, uh, we may not always uh, follow God's teaching, we may not always be corrected, we may not always listen to his voice, our hope is still there because our hope is not found in what we do or what we say, or who we are. But it's found only in what Christ has done and who he is. This is the truth that God brings into our life. This is a truth worth holding. And so what are we to do with this? How, how, how are we supposed to live in all of this? And so the simple answer is that we simply need to listen to God's word. This means that we need to to read God's word, be around other Christians, to, to hear them, to share God's word with us. Of course, I don't know about you, but God's word can be kind of difficult to read. The Bible is it's, it's a book that was written thousands of years ago. Written in a cultural context that is completely uh, foreign to, to what our lives were. Uh, foreign to our lives and so even though uh, even though I've had four years where pretty much all I've done is is study the Bible and read books about the Bible and read books that are about books about the Bible it still is confusing Leviticus numbers Deuteronomy those books uh, they're difficult to get through and so as we read it's good to uh, search out resources and and um, Growing up, I remember seeing my grandpa, my, uh, my grandma and grandpa, and my parents, uh, they would often uh, crack open uh, portals of prayer and they'd carry around these little devotionals. Uh, I don't really like doing that. I have a cell phone. And so that's basically uh, where I read all my stuff. And so um, what I found is uh, is an app uh, called Read Scripture. Uh, and if you're not familiar with this app, it's It's phenomenal. Uh, it, it allows you to read the entire Bible in a year and it breaks it up into easily readable portions. It usually takes me about fifteen minutes to read it. Um, but as it does so, there are videos attached to it that explain what you're reading. That gives, uh, they have overviews of books uh, of the books uh, as you get into new books, and, and uh, it just allows you to, to make sense of some of the more confusing aspects of God's Word. Uh, on top of that, I like uh, I like to listen to podcasts. And so uh, one of my favorite group of podcasts is uh, comes from a bunch of professors from Concordia, Irvine, uh, which is one of our Lutheran colleges uh, out in um, out in California. And they put together uh, this group is called 1517.org. dot So if, if you if you have a chance, if you like listening to podcasts, check that out. And the two podcasts that I really like listening to is uh, 30 Minutes in the New Testament and 40 Minutes in the Old Testament. Uh, the reason why is because it's, it's just a couple professors, some pastors that are uh, just go, uh, go through entire books of the Bible explaining it verse by verse. And it's just incredible. Um, and it really uh, it brings to light things that, that you would never think of. So uh, I encourage you to check those things out. As we listen to God's word, and as we do so, we will come about, uh, we will come across things that are are hard to to, uh, hard to read, that are hard to trust, that make us a little uncomfortable. So in those moments, we need to trust God's word. That doesn't mean just accept uh, accept it at face value. It's good to go and talk to people. It's good to discuss it, but at the end of the day. We need to trust what God's word says is true. Because it is. It is not just uh, some words of an old guy long ago, but it is God's inspired word given to us by himself. And so even in those diff- during those difficult passages and those difficult sayings, we need to trust it. But overall, we need to just follow God's word. We are called to be a contagious Christian community. Those are fun words to say, but uh, they're based off of uh, a passage from Matthew, which says, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. This is the commission that was given to all of us as Christians. And so in order to do this, we need to actually reflect the truth that we're speaking. I mean, who wants to follow anybody who who doesn't actually believe what they say or do what they say. Nobody, especially in this time uh, where uh, people are highly skeptical of anything, of any institution or anything that anybody says. And so we need to actually reflect God's word. As we do, we constantly need to remember the core of what God's truth is. We are not saved because of the things we do. That we will never be able to do these things perfectly. That we won't always listen to God's word. We won't always be able to fully trust God's word. We're not always going to perfectly follow God's word that we will fail. But our hope is not found in what we do or how perfectly we follow God's word. But our hope is found in Christ and how perfectly he followed God's will and the sacrifice that he made on the cross. And in return, gave us that perfection that he won for us that day. So we continue to strive for these things. But in all of it, we turn to him for forgiveness, for life, and for hope. It's going to be frustrating sometimes. It's going to be difficult. It's even going to be boring. But we continue to cling on to this truth and hold on to God's word because it is worth it. So let us pray. Heavenly Father. We thank you for giving us your son, uh, that because of him we have hope. We thank you for giving us your word, that through it we know of the grace that you have. We know of the hope that Christ has brought us. Lord, help us to listen to your voice, uh, to trust in your word, even when it's difficult, and to follow it, uh, even when it's hard. Most of all, Lord, just use us to be a Christian community that shines your light into uh, the towns and the cities that we all come from. All these things we pray in your name. Amen.